What's up, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> that again. <clears throat> uh, what did we talk about with Eric? I have no clue. I'm well. I do have a clue. I just can't bring it up at this moment. But we, we spoke a no. We spoke a lot about s- the cyclical nature of reality and life, but how it's actually a spiral, and overcoming a lot of. I feel like we've talked about that so much. You know, yeah. the the like lessons and and getting rid of shame and stuff. But we really did touch on like new shit and like we solidified some stuff that you know we've ta- we've. we've a lot of this stuff just bears repeating so that it sinks in deeper. But it was cool to get his perspective. And, I mean, I remember my mind got blown like a good three or four times. Yeah, and that's me a, too. That's a new... That's, that doesn't happen a lot anymore. So I, I was... Yeah, and we spoke a lot about love and self-love and rewriting those narratives that we all operate on. You know, and and it was interesting to... Because I was telling you, like, uh, me and Eric, we met randomly at a, like a in a line... Yeah. at a fucking comedy show. <laughs> he reminded yeah. you. Yeah, I forgot how we <laughs> met. And then I realized what he was saying. I'm like, yeah, how did we meet? Good, yeah. We met in like lineup at a comedy store. Like that's Stranger the Stranger danger. That's the beauty of conversation is just you can meet people like we have on this podcast. You just meet people and you guys can just mesh and connect like that. And then you have a friend. Like right. We have a bunch of friends now all over the world because of this crazy show. Yeah, and like a bunch of my friends are, are your friends now, and vice versa. Yeah, like we were talking about before. Like we we both know some cool people, and sometimes it's fun to just get people on who they're not necessarily here for a specific reason. Yeah, just but to like, shoot the shit. Yeah, it's just uh, it's fun to sit down with someone with uh, you know what maybe with anyone. Yeah, if you have like a two That's hour conversation with somebody, we spoke about the guy Diz at like the little bakery that you go get the bagels. Yeah, but this guy is a trip. Like having him on the podcast for two hours would be such a mind fuck. <laughs> I but would lo- I, I would love to get a an old person <laughs> to just tell me their lives. Yeah, that'd be and cool. Yeah, we, maybe we should do that one day, like with our parents. Oh, yeah, it'd be weird, right? It'd be very weird. Be like just start to finish, go, yeah. and then you're just there to ask a question sometimes to keep it on track, and Good. then we have a recording of like our parents' lives. That is precious. That would be profound, actually. Yeah. Tell us if you want to hear that. We're probably going to do it anyway. Yeah. Actually, we're probably not going to do it. Let's Most probably honest. not, but <laughs> it's a nice uh, nice thing to keep on the back burner. But if you guys want it, we'll do it. And FYI, Nate fucked up again. Yes. No, I'm kidding. Again, <laughs> two episodes in a row. But not a bad fuck up. Just yeah, the audio is good this time, but yeah. the, something went wrong with the camera. and uh, One of the cameras. You're not going to see us for 90% of the conversation. Maybe with some editing magic we can we can do, yeah. You just have me and Sammy just forever nodding. nodding. Even though we're talking, our lips might not be moving, just yeah. to make it easier on the eyes. Or do you want to uh, do an hour shot, you and me, just like lip singing? <laughs> 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 Let's just go into no. it. <laughs> <laughs> we, okay, put oh, in the comments if you want us to do it. I'm just kidding. We're yeah, no, do it. we'll do it if you want. Well, if, we get, if, we get, if you get us 100 subs, we'll do it. No, we don't. No, it's the stupidest thing. <laughs> Yeah, but it's uh, you get to see Eric. You'll have an image of me and Sammy, so it's still uh, audio's intact. He's cuter than us anyway. Yeah, he looks great. He's yeah, he's yeah. very photogenic. Yeah, he's, he's got a, good he's hair. A beautiful human. Yeah, he's got yeah. great hair actually. I, really <laughs> I did notice so that. <laughs> little truth in everything I say. He had great hair. That was a good point. I saw he just he did the flip at some point. But it had like a gr- it, it had like, like this. You know when you're in the sun too long and it kind of turns like blondish but silver. Yeah, he's got like some sexy like, yeah, pepper, uh, salt and pepper there. Yeah, he's a handsome man. Yeah, yeah, enjoy, guys. Uh, uh, and, you know, we're repeating a lot, but it's working, so we're addicted now. Like and subscribe. Yes. Share it if you like it. Um, check out our clips. Comment. Tell us if you have any suggestions, other podcasts. Guest uh, recommendations. Guests. Yeah, we've yeah. gotten some good uh, recommends from, from people, so that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, we'll try to respond as well. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not on the ball about that one just yet, but it's fun. So, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll try to get to everybody. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 
Obviously, stay curious. Stay curious. And uh, stay sexy. And stay it all, baby. Huh? Yeah. What's up, beautiful people? I'm Nathaniel Pearl. And I'm Sam Sheva. And welcome to Curious Chimps Podcast, a show where we explore the infinite complexities of the human experience. We do not endorse anything illegal. So please, consult the doctors, do your research, and for the love of all that is holy, be safe. All right, let's talk about drugs. Curious, curious, curious chimps. I just rewatched the Dave Chappelle special, like the the latest mm. one. And that was incredible. In yeah, its own yeah. Too. So all the two were one of them's in like a smaller room. There, yeah, he's yeah. talking about the. Well, his whole bit on the buses were just so funny. Like uh, that the bus that comes in. It was like, he was like comparing it to like the LGBTQ, uh, plus whatever, and he just illustrated it in like a bus story, like getting on the bus and not not everyone likes each other on this bus. It was just so <laughs> well done. That was a good one. Yeah, I remember that bit, now. Man. Yeah. It's crazy how you don't think about the jokes. Like, you don't remember the jokes. Or I don't, anyway. I smoked a lot of weed in my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's normal. Like, I mean, I, I did stand up for a bit, and it's nice. very normal that people will come up after, and they're like, yo, great set. And then, like, I, at the beginning, I would be like, what, what joke did you like? Like, wh- what joke would need work? And they're and like, they're uh, like uh, honestly, I've got no idea. I just remember laughing. just remember the yeah. feeling. You remember the feeling people give you. And, yeah, yeah. But I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's, like... Because if you're doing a good set, whether you're a good com- comedian or whatever, you have the crowd in like a trance. Mm-hmm. And it's not really about remembering the joke. It's just like the beat is just pulling in laughter. And like we're all so present in tune in that mm-hmm. in that moment, you know? So that's the you skill. Were, like you yeah. can make anything funny. Maybe. I got to call this out. Yeah. You were there for Duncan Trussell's fucking the dirty hippie, or dirty mm-hmm. hip, uh, dirty, what was it called? Dirty hobo bit. You yeah. were in that room, yeah, with the with the the, the play doll. Yes, yeah, that was the that might have been the funniest thing I've ever seen. The ever. funniest thing I, ever. I, I still can't. <laughs> I'm so happy you were there. <laughs> yeah, that was, we I actually met were... in line like a few weeks earlier, didn't we? Or yes, was that, yeah. that was that was near the time we met. Yeah, that's how we met <laughs> in line at a comedy. Oh, really? At a comedy show. <laughs> that's fantastic. It, it's true, eh? Yeah. Was it completely random, or you were friends with Scott prior to? No, that? I didn't. No, we. I literally met you and Scott just in line. We we're at ZooFest. We're That's just in fantastic. line. We're like, what's up? Oh, Yo, you're here for the show? Oh, it was, uh, I think now. it was the one with Ari Shafir. Yes, the midnight, uh, what was midnight it Midnight Surprise? Yeah, where they would just storytell at night. I thought you were going to say the Andy Dick thing, that he was there as well. Oh, no. Were you, you weren't there for Andy Dick. No, no, no. That was depressing. We couldn't forget about that. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> we yeah. talked about that. Yeah, yesterday. but that dirty, hip, hip, uh, dirty hobo bit was the funniest thing ever. Oh. The, I just remembered looking around howling and the whole room was just trying to like we're trying to recover it was like a recovery <laughs> we were all dying on our own laugh it was like complete choking like it yeah, was just, like give us a break give us a break and he just kept going just kept going i i hurt my knee and i had a cane actually i remember yeah, that yeah, yeah. I, I was just slamming this cane against the ground <laughs> just howling and, and same thing i looked around and everyone's enjoying it and yeah. it's like it like you said it's like a trance he got us to this place where our bodies were just howling you know and yeah. he was just going and it was like when is it gonna stop and he just wasn't it's like a g-spot <laughs> he had the g-spot of our comedic minds do you remember the what, what was like that being said like do you remember any of the the like the funny i was remember it? the theme i yeah. don't remember the exact jokes it, it was, was a, a song though he was it was wish you were here by pink floyd i remember he was playing on the guitar correct me if i'm wrong with my memory's completely off and he's just singing this song and it was like his own lyrics and really? then the fucking hobo 
doll just like shoots out a baby <laughs> and the baby just screaming at the crowd it was just such a, and it turned into like some satanic uh, ritual yeah the doll was like yeah it was like i think there was a head turning around and it was like <laughs> feed me and like all these things and it had it was it was just so out of it's oh. crazy to remember that duncan trussell was like a hardcore puppeteer for a while like that's a, that's a thing was he it's true. he had like i did not know that this is two separate uh bits that i've heard of that he had one of them was like a priest Another one, a satanic priest or something. Another one was the hobo. I one. was there for the priest too. He did that opening for Joe Rogan. He had the whole audience. I don't know if you were there for that one. Is that Metropolis? He had the whole audience chanting Om, and then he just like he just kept it going. And this is funny. It ties into like his advertisements we were talking about before the podcast, where like they lead to nothing. So he had the whole crowd chanting Om, and he was lighting an incense and doing some crazy prayer, and it was like a ten minute bit. <laughs> and then he's doing it and we're just, he's like, just keep going, keep doing ohm and we're all doing ohm and it was just funny that we're all doing it. And then he's like, oh, fuck, it's the wrong spell or something. It was the wrong spell. <laughs> like 10 minutes of time wasting. And it was just so funny. Like it was, you're expecting like this build up, and it just turned into like, oh, fuck, I messed it up, guys. Sorry. <laughs> what a... It's like so Duncan. <laughs> yeah. And it, 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 it killed. <laughs> yeah. What a good, like that, like he, he can get away with that because that's his style. <laughs> and the fact that it's not funny becomes funny. Yeah. And he just has a hilarious voice. Like, I don't want to be dumb about it, but, like, his voice really is yeah, funny. Yeah, man. It's really funny. He says the raspy lesbian voice, and it's, it's, <laughs> it's the best way to describe it. And he's he's kind of disarming, I feel. You know, it's like, sometimes, at the beginning, when I started listening to his stuff, like, I don't know, spirituality-wise, I wasn't very into it and, and, and very not very into my emotions and stuff. And when he would talk about things like that, I remember the topics would come a lot and I'd be a bit like off guard, mm -hmm. but then the way he approaches it and the care he goes behind it, you're like, okay, you get a little disarmed and then you allow, you know, what he says to like to you, yourself to think about what he says. And then you're like, oh, actually that's, that's pretty true. And then you, you get deeper into yourself. So, yeah, I never thought about that. Like maybe I do that less with more like alpha males, you know, like if mm -hmm. Rogan is like saying, I don't know, he's kind of a good example of that too. On the outside, he's obviously more like fucking media. Yeah. If someone's like uh, The Rock or something, it's just like, I win at life, and I have a sexy, smoldering face with a big, pearly smile, and my muscles are bigger than your entire body, and like... <laughs> And he's like, just work hard, or like, just some basic like thing that he'll say. It just doesn't hit you, because you're like, who? I can't. You can't relate. What are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? Yeah, but even... But The Rock, like, he's motivating in his category, and it can pull something out of you, too. You know, you'll never necessarily be his size or his have his accomplishments, but it's like, it's like channels. You know, you can mm -hmm. channel, like, The Rock's energy for certain things. You know, if you're going to the gym, it can give you that fuel. Like, we spoke about it. It's like a channel with David Goggins. Like, that's your channel for your training. You channel in David Goggins. Then you can channel in Rogan for something else or, or uh, Duncan for something. You know, like these guys, I look at them as like pillars of examples that I can channel kind of those energies in the right moments, you know? Yeah, that's a good way to explain it. And those channels have their own vibration in which like the rock has a very masculine energy, you know? And we were talking about the animus and the anima uh, with oh, Carl yeah. Jung who talks about that. And yeah. I think like the rock has a very male energy and, you know, that's what, so a lot of like pure alpha males relate to that or females mm. that have that male energy as well. And um, essentially, yeah, the animus is the male, if I'm getting this correct, is the, is when a female has, is, is the, is kind of like the, uh, shadow of the male energy in mm -hmm. her. So it's, it's the representation and how she related to her dad or her friends. 
and it's kind of like her male side and she has a female side and males have male sides and female sides. So it's hard to relate to the rock because unless you're just a pure alpha male, I don't relate to that either. You know, whereas mm-hmm. I relate more to Duncan, you know, where he's got a female side and he's got his male side kind of like intertwined, you know, mm-hmm. so I can relate to that more and I can hear what he's saying more. Whereas when the rock, you know, I mean, he is hilarious though as well, but, and that can be disarming. That's a disarming mm-hmm. tool, but if it, it's interesting because someone could be disarming in, in the sense that you might feel uh, you, the royal you, not you literally, I'm not attacking you or anything, but like, the, like yeah. we, might, we might feel uh, a little more dominant in that male energy. So mm-hmm. then in our identity, uh, physically as a male, then we feel a little more comfortable. So then we can get, we can comfortably search for wisdom in Duncan Trussell because we could beat him up if we had to or something stupid. <laughs> like that. I know it's really dumb to say, you know, but I'm just, I'm, I'm making a point. But then it's, you're talking about, it's deeper in that sense where uh, we're actually looking for similarities in anybody. Mm-hmm. And The Rock too, like, uh, you know, he has strong male attributes, obviously, very obviously, very vis- visually and physically. But he also, I mean, like, look at his... His his entire career is essentially is is uh, theater, is mm-hmm. is acting, and and that that's very just male and female. I, I like mm-hmm. the, I don't I can't I don't know where that would land to be honest. Uh, there there's it seems like an avenue for for both the animus and anima to mm-hmm. to express itself, but he but you need to be so uh like grounded to to have like a good rapport with people and to uh like bounce ideas around and to give up on things work hard on things like you just need both of those energies going so strong and mm-hmm. then you see someone like Rogan, Duncan Trussell uh and The Rock and like a, a lot of these people who need to have some kind of balance like that mm-hmm. and it's interesting well, because it's... I, you know when you said dominant or or, mm-hmm. or like when you like I, I thought it was this kind of like uh insecurity window into fuck like telling your ego to fuck off mm-hmm. uh, funny enough so that you can learn something from someone else but i think it's now that i heard you guys talking it's more about just like oh i see a part of myself in that person and like yeah. we were talking about masks before you could you could do that with anybody yeah eventually well, we often we often re- relate ourselves to everyone else you know like some and often you dislike into others what you don't like about yourself to keep yeah. you know so yeah, if maybe you're looking at the rock saying like look at this guy walking around with his muscles fuck him maybe you're just mad at yourself for mm-hmm. not being that manly which you shouldn't be because it's just who you are you know so yeah. but people relate to the rock because they that expresses the just the pinnacle of masculinity you know so uh, you can relate to that when you're trying to get pumped up, like you said at the gym, you yeah. know, so you relate to that. But of course I can't picture myself being like him all the time. It's it. But it's, yeah. And that's the beauty of having examples like these little figures. That's, I think that's why we, as evolution went, we idolize figures. You know, we idolize gods, we idolize great conquerors. We idolize all these things because these are channels. And because we're so fortunate to be alive in this time in history where we have all these examples at our fingertips and we can just pull these channels in Mm -hmm. and excel in every avenue of our life if we focus like you can channel the rock for a few months lose weight get super shredded if that's your goal or you can channel like uh aubrey marcus or duncan just become like a spiritual fucking ninja ninja and you know (laughs) then you can read you can channel young into some of your life you know and it's like we're so lucky that we have these these the, they're Ideals. actually modern day gods. If you 
if you break it down like that, because mm-hmm. well, the idea of them, the idea of them, not yeah. them themselves, it's, what they represent. It's yeah. like it's like we're grabbing some 4K shit, and but we're but we're like a 1080p screen, <laughs> you know. Like we're still gonna we're gonna get where we're gonna get. Like like you said, like we don't need to be the rock. That's that's no. not. Yeah like truthful in a way like yeah. that's like that's like don't don't do that to yourself yeah use the idea to vibrate that kind of energy into your existence you need mm. a bit more of that all right let me get some and then you go back to your state and then you go in I, I like that idea that you know you're there's all these channels out there and you can kind of focus your energy onto specific channels in which yeah. you see and want to grow yeah know? and it changes as you change you yeah know, what you focus on and what you want to manifest and and align to like when i was younger i was all about those motivational dudes the rock everything i was yeah. focused like like just so much i guess another word for the what was anima, uh, animus and an, anima i guess another word in yoga is yang and yin it's like the mm-hmm. same idea right so i was very yang energy when i was younger and now it's more like i want to kind of connect to more of the feminine energy mm-hmm. where does it come from india does it Okay, who cares? Well, yeah, but the yang like yin, right? Ancient, yang ancient is Chinese also like shit. fiery, but also more masculine, and yin is more just like a water and peaceful. And I think it's the other way around. Yin. I think yin is is, yin is the, the female, the feminine, yin, yin but it's feminine, the. Yeah. Why do I think it's reversed? But if you talk about yin yoga, it's that is calm. the that is the stay in the pos- posture for a long time. But I thought yeah. it was the other way around. Anyway, this is when you need a red band. We need a Google. We need, we need, a, we need <laughs> that screen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, continue. <laughs> we but, don't know what the fuck we're talking but about. But yeah, like I'm noticing that that energy, those energies change as you change and mm-hmm. as you progress through life. And now I'm just more about like diffusing that fire I built. It changes. Yeah. Because well, so if you go too much into one, there's an imbalance. And I think that's mm-hmm. why the yin and yang work together. If you just focus on just the male energy, you have lack. Sorry. Yeah, go for it. No, I don't. I I, didn't, I just got excited. I'm oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I hate interrupting people. I'm so bad with that. <laughs> but you you talked about this thing with the animal, like like having a piece uh, of the opposite within, mm-hmm. and it's like we're you're literally picturing the yin yang, where it's like the the this like very thin line, you know, this kind of like you would you would argue there is no separation, but there's a distinction between the white and the black. But then mm-hmm. there's a little circle of white and the black, a little circle yeah. of black and the white. It's intertwined, yeah. and there's a piece in each side, yeah. Yeah, exactly, because if you don't have that, then you can't fully be able to communicate authentically with people of the other, you know, it's it's very hard when you're just a pure masculine man to to go and, and have a full conversation with a p- pure feminine woman, Yeah, you know, it's if both people can kind of coexist with that other mm. opposite side, then they can begin to understand one another, and once you understand one another, then communication just flows. So that's why you have to be yeah. you have to be at peace with that inner feminine or masculine, and yeah, so exactly, and to and that's a lot about vulnerability. You know, a lot of the times, yeah. uh, those very masculine energies, like I was like that when I was younger. That's why it's hard to recognize myself when I was, uh, when I was when I was in my teen years. I was just so fiery energy, and then just. Mm-hmm. Swinging dick, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big dick energy. Exactly, and now it's just like. I'm just like recalibrated from more of the feminine connection. And now it's just like, I'm finding that balance, you know? Yeah. And it's like, did you think you overcorrected? I definitely did. For sure. I did hundred <laughs> percent. a nineties baby thing. Normal, like a, no. Yeah. When you lack one, you, it's like when you're thirsty, you drink way too much water. <laughs> yeah. You can always go, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you gorge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think I like you ever that. hit full balance. I don't know if that's possible. I think you're always recalibrating. Mm. I, I get to moments where I feel like I'm perfectly balanced. And then once I think I'm there, then I lose it because then <laughs> you become too confident. Oh, I'm balanced. I don't need to check myself. I don't need to verify it to in. make sure. And then all of a sudden I'm, I become decalibrated. And then my mind's like, no, no, I'm convinced. I'm calibrated. And then I'm like, wait, no, I take a moment to like check. 
Yeah, no, I'm not calibrated. I, there's <laughs> there's almost like this. There's a balance. There's a there's a true balance found in losing in finding imbalance constantly. Yeah, and then coming to this place where you're able to have that confidence, and then that confidence might lead to overconfidence, and you mm. lose balance again, and so you just get quicker and quicker. Until yeah. you're, until you're like, wow, you know, that's a good way so you're just yeah. off the trail, off the trail, off the trail. Like I, my friend Jay, we've had him on before and he says, I just like, he's, he sees that as the way of life. Mm-hmm. And and I just, I have too much of an ego. I, I want to be on the path immediately as much as I can. And it doesn't mm-hmm. seem to work. So he's onto something. And I guess yeah. it's, it's just find the extremes, dive in, you know, or, or dry off and just, you know, do the, uh, do the opposite. And, and you're going to instantly know that's not, that's too much or not enough kind of thing. Well, and you need just, to know yeah. the extremes. You need to see both sides of the extremes. So you understand mm-hmm. the, the middle ground between it. If you don't have it's a reference, to everyone, yeah, yeah. if gotta, you don't have your reference point from going from one extreme to the other, it's just like you're, you may be convinced you're in that balance state, but you're really like on the far mm-hmm. uh, left or right of the spectrum, you know? Yeah, I feel like this ties into like the spiral that we talk about all the time. I was talking about Re- too about revisiting that revisiting yeah. thing. Fibonacci sequence. No, uh, that that does tie into it, but it is the it's the idea that you're you know people people talk about life as like a circle mm-hmm. and like you're like it's actually you, a square. But go on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe no, for you, yeah, ninety. <laughs> tink, tink. Uh, but no, well, I it's 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 a kind of it's a metaphor for a lot of shit. I got to be honest with you, like. Uh, when people talk about spiraling, like when they have like depressive episodes mm-hmm. or something, it, like you can spiral up and spiral down in terms of like improving your life or improving yeah. your well-being or centering yourself. Uh, like, it, it, but but the 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 let's say the the challenge is going from circle to spiral. The 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 idea that we're in a circle is it feels like you're in a prison and that you're chasing your own tail. But the truth is that like you are revisiting parts of yourself and, and you seem like you fall for old traps, but you're, you learn something every time and you, yeah. you are kind of moving through. It's kind of like how there was this thing on Vsauce that kind of became viral where they, they talk about how the, the earth is like going around the sun, but the sun is hurtling through space as well. Mm-hmm. So the earth yeah, is actually yeah. making this beautiful, like the whole solar system is just doing this crazy like spiral. And this, this ties into like the phi ratio and all these things. It's all, it's everywhere in nature, but it's, it's like liberating, literally, you know, yeah. to be like, oh, I'm, I'm, I, this is happening through time. Mm-hmm. And even though you want to be just, I get it now, the truth is I get it a little more every time. And mm-hmm. there's this, you know, getting, it's a, it's a karma thing. It's a getting rid of your old, um, you know, patterns thing, yeah. but like in an earnest way and where you really kind of earn it and, and you actually remember it. And some people are more stubborn or, or have a shittier memory. It's like, sometimes mm-hmm. it's something simple, you know, it's not, it's not always about the ego and about the psychology and the childhood and all this, yeah, you know, all this heaviness. People think that you're just going to find, like if you just taught someone how to be balanced, I don't think they would be balanced. Like I think mm. you, balance yeah. comes from falling down and learning how to be a bit more balanced here and there. I like so that. you 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 get into these patterns and then you fall out of it. And then what people do is they often hate themselves. You know, you're like, I fucking did it again. I'm mm-hmm. such an asshole. Or why do they do that? I'm so I'm so predictable. Mm-hmm. Don't get mad at yourself because it's just gonna. That's what causes the spiral. I think that that hate and mm-hmm. that self loathing keeps you spiraling down. You got to have a lot of self empathy in that moment. Be like, okay, it's all right. This is normal. Get back up, get back into, you know, you can get out of the spiral, but it's the muscles of getting back into the circle that that's what's going to make you successful or or happy or or balanced. Because it's inevitable, right? It's inevitable. Do you do that? Do you, have you kind of like found that space for yourself? 
I think so. I mean, uh, I'm awesome. still. I'm. I, I always. I, I. I always find that circle. It'll come and, and then I always itself, lose it. Yeah. And then I've been Fair. better. What I'm doing is I feel like the time in between losing getting into the circle is getting shorter like you said yes. exactly yeah. it's, it's it's literally synchronizing up it used to take me sometimes i used to fall out of the pattern and then it's like a year is gone and i'm like fuck okay i just yeah. found myself again found my balance again now it just like it, it can take like a week or two yeah. and then and then i'm like oh and because you have to recognize it you know you're like oh i'm doing it again i'm making bad decisions i'm ordering food on uber eats and yeah. i'm doing this i'm drinking a bit too much i'm doing a bit of this i'm not exercising and then it's like no 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 eric Start one day at a time. Today, I'm going to eat properly, exercise. Boom. What happens the next day? Do it twice. Do it three times. Okay, you miss one day, don't miss two. You know, it's like, and you find that pattern. Mm -hmm. And once you get that inner calmness within and you feel, okay, I'm doing things that I'm supposed to be doing. I'm doing things that are positive. Then you're like, I'm in the circle, yes. you know? And yeah. it's a key point, you said, because nice. uh, we, we get angry at ourselves and we fall back into that, that kind of mm -hmm. loop feeling. And that's my, where I'm at in my practice, in my journey right now, is rewriting that narrative of not shaming myself and getting angry with myself. Mm -hmm. Because when I was younger, that was my motivator. The shame and anger was my motivator to excel. But it's a premise. The premise itself is like a muddy, you know, like, yeah, like be shitty to myself, but I'm going to excel in all my goals. Mm -hmm. And it, being shitty myself was wow. my fuel. And now I'm looking back at it because I kind of went back to the beginning in my in my because of this whole year was just kind of chaotic for everyone. And I noticed the narrative was very negative to myself. I'm like, oh, that's not going to propel this ship forward again. That's kind of just holding me back. That was like um, one of your gods. Like we talked about like the vibrations and things we could channel into. Mm. Like that's something you, that's hard to let go. It's like an ideal. Yeah. Like, like I was saying it in the previous, like a few podcasts ago, like uh, I would go to yoga, I would go to jujitsu and these are healthy habits and good habits. And I was training, I was getting better and I was, I was learning skills. But the premise was like, go to yoga, you put, uh, go to jujitsu, you pussy, go train harder and do yoga. Like, you know, like it wasn't like a loving premise. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the outcome was positive, but like the, the underlayer was really, really dark. Yeah, we talked about intent, and I think intent is like 100% underestimated. It's it's essentially the fuel that is fueling your actions, you know? So it's like I've I've gained and lost weight many times in my life. Some of them bigger weight losses, bigger. Um, and I think that the best thing I learned on my most recent um, weight loss was when I used to lose weight, it was like same thing. It was like, you fucking pussy. You got to, mm. you fat piece of shit. You got to yeah. work out. You got to exercise. You're gross to look at. What are you doing? You know? So I would use that to fuel myself. But then when I finally lost weight, I didn't feel happy because it didn't feel like I, I achieved something positive. It was just kind of like, I did it for you kind of thing, you know? So on my recent one, it was like, I was like, no, no, no. My intent is going to be to be healthy. I want to be healthy. I want to be happy. Fuck everyone else. You know, it just do it for good reasons That's and it. and then when you get there it'll be more sustainable because mm -hmm. you got there and i felt so much better when i looked at the scale and i was like you did good i looked in the mirror i was like you got to a place where you wanted to go in a positive light and it just felt different that time nice. and it's something that you can keep up more often because what's going to keep you from eating a bag of chips at 2 a.m isn't other people it's mm -hmm. you your health how you feel you know and if you want to eat that bag of chips fine don't hate yourself do it but then just do a bit more work be like you know what i'm gonna go earn mm. that bag of chips because i'm gonna be healthy not because mm. i have to go earn it because if not then i'm gonna take off my shirt at the beach and people are gonna be like damn what's the it's funny yeah. you say because i went through this whole process recently like because i i me too i've been putting on weight and dropping weight and mm -hmm. it's you know and i put on weight the last year not like in a significant amount but a noticeable amount for myself and i was just training uh, last week and we were doing crazy sp like sprints up the stairs 
and I'm just like, you know, those 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 voices that come in that tell you to stop, stop, you know, it's mm-hmm. hard, let's take a break. And then I'm like, no, why am I doing this? I'm doing this because I want to feel good. I want to feel mm-hmm. healthy. And I'm like, yeah, I want to feel healthy, so let's fucking continue. This instead I want of, instead of calling yourself a pussy. Yeah, instead of going like, like, oh, you're such a pussy. You don't quit if you quit. You're a pussy. Like that was my old, like, teenage uh, tools that I used to use that yeah. just kind of carried on through time. I never really observed mm-hmm. it, and then I had a chance to really observe it. I guess we're talking Whoa. about the spiral. It was like that was like a six year or seven year pattern that mm-hmm. I came back to. I'm like, oh, okay, let's correct this part and continue on, you know. And it was really just about rewording and rewriting that narrative and intent so it was more like no i want to i know if i complete this i'm going to feel good and healthier and happier so let's do this out of love let's like let's let's do this for us Mm -hmm. like i was talking to myself like we're two people talking yeah you are though like you guys i just had a mind blow while while you guys were like everything we've talked about so far everything uh ties into this like okay like okay You, you talked about the chip bag and like don't go deeper into it and then something clicked in my head that what gets you to the bottom of that chip bag is the guilt. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> like that's what gets you going, fuck it, I'm a piece of shit, keep going. And that's the same energy as do the hill sprints, pussy. It's the same voice. So yeah. so it's not sustainable, but for a moment it'll get you to do something you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. But you found out you maybe chose to make it so that you actually want to do it or realized remembered that you want to do it mm-hmm. and and again I, I talk about these fucking books all the time but paul selig talks about this he says you're or his guides do or whatever this is some trippy shit we'll take, talk about it later but um <laughs> he says you're the receiver but you're also the signal mm. so we're talking about channels and we're talking about the rock and all these things you know like we we are in a profound and complex dialogue with ourselves and I, I have never, I've never put it this way, but like, you know, you're talking about that energy that kind of brought you to a healthier place, but it, it didn't keep you there. Even when, even if you got there, you, you still felt like shit. It's because it's like yoga. Like you were taking that posture. You were like, fucking do it. This sucks. Like I'm not in a happy place. Whereas, and, and then when you, even though you got the result, you were still in that, like, mm-hmm. that's what you had practiced to, at that point, mm-hmm. up to that point. So it's like, even if you slip off or you're not in a pl- like a fit place physically or mentally or whatever where you where, where you want to be you kind of just find the level of um like a realistic uh modality of of like love and affection and compassion and forgiveness mm-hmm. which is always the door's always open right mm-hmm. we just we just think it isn't and we go and we go deeper into the chip bag so to speak so mm-hmm. and then when you get there you're already there you were already there that's what got you there and then you just kind of you're already pointed in the right direction, and yeah. you're just you just keep going, and it could be a a leisurely pace, let's say, which is nice instead of being like, <laughs> you know, and, and having that kind of internal mm-hmm. uh, remnant of this rat race vibe that that is fucking with everybody, you know, mm. that got shook up during COVID. Mm. And I it's like, like, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm done. <laughs> um, I liked when you said you already got there because it's like we're all searching for like love and self love. And it's funny that we're using a cheap fix like anger and and guilt. It's like the it's like the equivalent of duct tape to fix something. You know, yeah, it'll 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 get you there. Like you'll go from point A to point B, yeah. but like you need to get it fixed. You know, like you got to actually do. So it's like, why like would you that. go through yeah. a, a a longer route? Why would you go through hate to get to love? Why not just get to the self love right away? And then you're just you're gonna be doing the actions that'll get you to that place where you 
want to physically get there, you know, but psychologically and, you know, spiritually get to that place yeah. and then let the rest take care of itself. You it know? just kind of yeah. made me sad, though, because we, <laughs> we, the, the answer to your question, I guess, is because we think we're only lovable once we have, we are that thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, but I think that that's, I, 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 there was this thing that, I think from a young age, a lot of this, a lot of everything we think of stems from like when we're young, you know, and there was this really interesting thing. I'm not sure how much this relates, but it was talking about when you have a parent in your household or, or you, that you don't feel like you're fully worthy of love. There's different ways that you can deal with that. One of them is that you say, well, they're not, they're not a good person, which you don't want to think of because it's your parent, you know? So then the other one you think of is I am not worthy of love. And I got to that point where I was like, okay, well, I'm going to make myself worthy of love. You know what's fucked up? Those are the same. Same way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can talk about it later. I can, I can explain myself, but please keep going. Okay. Um, so then you do things. I remember doing things around the house being like, okay, time to make myself worthy of love. And I would do extra things and I might get like a momentarily love, but it wouldn't be any long lasting. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, well, you know what? Like, so that, that kind of like that, that thing relates, I think to the, what we were talking about yeah. and the way that that voice can be dangerous and it's not that we're not worthy. You know, you have to think, you have to truly believe that you are worthy because everyone's worthy of love. It's like, you know, like if I looked at anyone, I wouldn't, it's very hard to say you're not worthy of love. Yeah. So most people are worthy, <laughs> but you just somehow, you somehow believe you're not, you know? I love that you said that. Like, that'd be so fucked up to say. <laughs> you're not worthy to yourself, to anyone. And hey, back to Bo Burnham. Uh, remember that song where he's like from the perspective of God? Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. says, if you want God's love, you got to, it's got to come from you. Yeah. If you yeah. want my love, it's got to come from you. Uh, anyway. Yeah, it's very much like that. And and if you if you got like a list, if you got like a hundred people that didn't think they were lovable in front of you, you'd be like, you're all ridiculous. What are you talking about? And you have a conversation with each of them, and you'd be like, you're one hundred percent. Like you'd be surprised how many people don't have that self love that you absolutely think that they deserve yeah. it. You know. And but, yet, maybe wouldn't be surprised because it's so like ubiquitous, right? Yeah, and it's something that it has to be, you know earned a lot of it is undoing undoing patterns and and pileups that are just accumulated through the fucking beat down of life for a lot of people yeah you know and it could stem back from like you're talking about from the child example maybe having a parent who you know may have been a shitty person but they instead of thinking that they said i'm not worthy of love and, and they, they, s- they got stuck and they that's got stuck where in that it pattern. formed and their whole life, they weren't worthy of love because mm-hmm. they convinced themselves that it, they were the outlier and they were the problem. And that's a pile of fucking garbage yeah. that you have to carry on and work through. And that's essentially know? something that's reactionary. Like I felt that one part of my life when I look back, I was like, holy shit, I've just been reacting to things. Mm-hmm. Since I was very young, you know, I went out thinking I wasn't good enough. So then I went out going and acting like I was way better to kind of compensate with how I actually thought of myself. But it's like an empty ego. It's like an empty confidence. Mm. And then I went back down to like less confidence and you just constantly adjust. But it's, uh, that, that, that that's very, uh, yeah. You know, we went, we spoke about breath work, but when we went to meet Mathieu, he had a great thing is like, we're all sitting on a pile of shit. Like <laughs> we're on a chair and there's a pile of shit under us and we don't even know there's shit there because we're so used to the smell yeah and then like sometimes you do a meditative experience or psychedelic or something and then it takes you off the polish and you sit there and you're like fresh air this smells weird yeah and then you're like oh i'm like i'm used to the smell and then you go you smell like what's that shit and that was the chair you've been sitting on this (laughs) whole back and you're like oh 
Yeah. Yeah. You get used to it. But then sometimes you go back to the chair, even knowing that it stinks and you just, that's where we kind of spiral back to those, Mm -hmm. those patterns. But you know, we're all sitting on piles of shit, man. That is the stink. I like that. Walking in and being like, well, this is my chair. I guess I'm, I guess I smell like shit. See a lot of, (laughs) a a lot of self love, like these journeys, the spiritual journey is not about adding anything. It's about undoing, untangling. Mm -hmm. Yes. Unlearning and unlearning and Mm -hmm. unconditioning. And yeah. then when you uncondition, the love is there. Mm-hmm. We all have it. That's the best. So it's like yeah. you're saying, it's not that anyone's worthy of love. We are love. It's just we're piled up with life. And yeah. life can be harder for some and even harder for others and easy Whoa. for some. But we're, our premise is love. You yeah, know? That, that's I mean, meta, dude. Yeah, like look, worthy look, is not even the yeah. conversation we should be it's having. Just, it's <laughs> just how do we get back to that love? Yeah, look at a baby and say this is a hateful baby. No, there's there's love. It's <laughs> yeah. the hate is taught. It's I taught. It's put examples. on. I mean, it's intentionally taught. It's sometimes it's intentionally taught. <laughs> sometimes it's intentionally taught. Sometimes it's just accident after accident mm-hmm. and just parents making mistakes or environmental area, mm-hmm. like being in a shitty environment. You know, there's so many factors. So when you start to really gain that awareness, and usually it happens when you when you pass, like you're in your twenties, you start to. I really think it's related to the frontal cortex when it's fully developed. That's when For you just sure, have like yeah. this wide spectrum of ideas and you're full access to your brain, I guess. And then that's when you can start undoing patterns. You know what's funny? I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, the front, the, the prefrontal cortex, um, the frontal lobe, whatever the thing you're talking about yeah. that develops. This first of all, there's a range, right? So so it could t- it could be into your 30s. It could be really early for some people that it, that it finishes developing, quote unquote. But you're talking, we're talking about you guys are literally like the, exploring this idea of unlearning mm-hmm. and undoing, and uh, the job of that thing is to suppress other parts of your brain. Oh yeah, that's the wow. that's literally what it does. It's like okay, everybody, shut up, <laughs> shut, stop, no, yeah. stop, no, no, we're not angry, no, we're not hungry, no, shut, shut up, no, no, we're not gonna remember that right now. Stop, just st- stop. <laughs> okay, are we done? It's like a it's like a coordinator it's sort like of like bouncer. a bouncer. It's just yeah, like, yeah. bouncer or like a like a kindergarten uh, teacher. Teacher, yeah. just, like a kindergarten teacher. Put the crayons down, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like. yeah, and then you're just like this <laughs> with your fucking crayons in your hands. Yeah, but it's it's like I love you guys, but you gotta shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and okay, okay. What were you saying? Okay, what were you saying? Uh, fucking amygdala. Like okay, yeah. Okay, we're cold. Okay, we're gonna take care of that in a second. But that's why I pre- or repeat myself so many times. But that's why psychedelics are so valuable. It's mm-hmm. because it. It starts that undoing process, mm-hmm. untangling, but not just psychedelics. All these fucking spiritual um, things that are psychedelic. Yeah, and like psychedelic is a, can be a blanket term for all. Like the rap mm-hmm. is not psychedelic in classical terms, but it's a very psychedelic experience mm-hmm. in the sense of connecting with yourself and. Yeah, and I think it connects with you in the way that it disconnects you. So it gets you off that chair, that shitty chair. It takes you so off anything the chair. like meditation, psychedelics, anything that makes you get off that chair to help you reanalyze, and that's why people have bad trips is when they they reanalyze and don't like what they see, and they've been like, I've been sitting on this chair full of shit my whole life, and then you have a freak out. But yes. once again, you're just re- it's the resistance that's making you trip. So you have to accept it, look back at the chair, understand why you were sitting on that chair analyze the chair you know all these Mm -hmm. things so anything that makes you take a step back and essentially makes you turns you from a reactionary creature to an actionary creature you know Mm -hmm. so like instead of being just caught up in these waves going left right anger love hunger sex you know depression optimism instead of just being 
taken aback like left and right being controlled you're in like a calm lake where you're in like a meditative state or a state of mind where you're able to disconnect and you can analyze and you can feel the pulls and you don't yes. get pulled you just feel it and you understand why that pulls there you know so it's, it's like into a keto yeah yeah it's yeah. like yeah. So, so. this is a uh, tying into what we were talking about pre-podcast was like contraction and expansion and mm -hmm. it's like when you're in a contracted state you're latching on to whatever and you're just there's no flow but when you're in an expansion state expansive state things are flowing in and moving around there's mm -hmm. so much space for all these things to be experienced and it's like psychedelics are an expansive state of mind you know which allows for growth that's where you it allows grow. room mm -hmm. space for growth and everything is just able to go and be there's space for it all do you realize mm -hmm. we're describing cacophony as well like 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 you're taken off the seat yeah and you're like what the fuck is life this is a new perspective a new literally a new perspective a new angle on things 100 percent, yeah and it's just that's where a bachelor can come in because like you said you identify with that shit seat for your whole life and then oh you're not part you're not actually the shit seat mm -hmm. and then you freak out because you're so used to it or maybe now you see what you've been and that could be a quote-unquote bad trip which i don't actually think exists i think it's just the resistance mm -hmm. but that can be overwhelming because you can identify with what you thought was sturdy and true for fucking forever and yeah. then you take a substance or you do a meditative breath work session and it's like oh no that's not you that was just what you thought you were yeah you know well, i think that's why some people are afraid of meditation or afraid to get to certain states or even take a psychedelic um often it comes from the 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 place where you don't want to look in the mirror because you're afraid of what you might see you're so right and that's to it. me i'm like that's give it. me the mirror give me all the mirrors let's see i'm not a, too attached to anything so if i can see a reflection let me understand it analyze it yeah. and then so i'm i'm excited to see these new reflections of me and put myself in these different scenarios where i can better analyze myself mm. where some people they're like don't give me a motherfucking mirror because it'll because then you'll I'm look and you'll cry in. you know and and you'll literally cry that's you'll I, cry you, yeah i'm i you're 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 touching something I'm thinking of. It's creeping me out. I, I I'm pretty uh, far. I don't know how I did that. But. <laughs> yeah, it's a, you have like a spirit finger in my brain. <laughs> I'm like looking yeah, for it. a spirit finger in my brain. Yeah, no, but I I when I I had like this long crazy depression last year, and uh, I couldn't do yoga. Mm -hmm. I, I would burst into tears, and it's literally like as soon as I sit and be with my body, my body goes, mm -hmm. oh, <laughs> and yeah, I'm like, oh, oh no, what's happening? And uh, that guy, the Sadhguru there, like this, he's like this big yogi dude, like this mystic in, in India. And he talks about how meditation is like the result. It's a quality. It's not a practice. You don't sit and learn to meditate. You do all these other things, kind of like growing a, a flower. You like, like the soil and the shovel and the seed, like none of these things look like the flower. Mm -hmm. And then you get a flower. So it's like to be in this place where That's you're beautiful. accepting mm -hmm. yourself suddenly you can sit and be like with minimal interruption yeah and then, and then the practice begins in a sense yeah that's great because you yeah you have to go through that because those tears that are happening they're there for a reason you know and people will cope and they'll do everything possible to avoid those tears but that avoidance is yeah. like it's like when you're sick and you got to puke if you just hold it in you can hold it in for hours whereas if you just go to the bathroom and you just be like this is gonna happen and you just allow it you feel way better you know so yeah. the person that you know you know is just coping with it they're gonna you know do all kinds of drinking all kinds of unhealthy things suppressive they'll even acts. they're suppressive and that's yeah. so detrimental and you'll make the worst mistakes of your life the worst decisions mm -hmm. coming from a place of someone who's just coping just to be alive whereas if you were to just let go and to just allow you know your thoughts to come freely you you might actually 
you'll realize that those fears were actually unwarranted. It was the, the fear ends up being so big. You're like, oh, those wounds, I can't even touch them. No, yeah. no, no. Go in. Mm-hmm. Play with your mind. Play with your your memories. Go, but, go in. Analyze. But, but that's it. And the premise, because all those things are blocking the premise, the premise could have been something so small and so minute and mm-hmm. so easy to heal. But it's mm-hmm. all the resistance layers we've added that made it that For much harder. Sure. I look because yeah. I had an ayahuasca experience once, and it was like I had a crazy breakthrough realization that it was like these repressive habits and things. It kind of visualized it in like a, your room is a mess, and there's clothes everywhere, like hundreds of articles of clothes on the floor. And now someone's telling you, okay, pick up each piece of article, but from the first to the last in order. And it's like, mm-hmm. how the fuck do you do that? You know. And then I realized. That was it. Was it just showing that your problems is just a giant mess, and it was like, um, but a tangled mess. You don't like even know what. The, yeah, yeah, you don't. You don't know where the first article started. So how can you solve your problems when it's just a giant mess, and you have to find each piece one by one in order? And that's like the one by one could have just been a sock, and a sock was an easy throw out into the mm-hmm. into the laundry machine, you know. But now it's just this giant mess, and I'm overwhelmed. And that's how we go about life for a lot of things is that it could have been something as small as like, small, it's big, but it's something as small as like that feeling with uh, not feeling worthy of love. Okay, you can work through that. But now you have this years of of fueling that habit and pattern and just all this, like maybe you start drinking more, maybe you start eating bad or bad foods and, and stop training or stop moving and you kind of just like isolate yourself and that's a bigger mess to untangle for sure yeah you You don't deal with the root of the problem and ends up being it's like your ankle is a little hurt and then all of a sudden your hips hurting this is hurting yeah and it's just got a headache your neck what the fuck and now you literally have to address it exactly but now you got to go to a doctor because you you fucked up you whereas if you actually just took some time to analyze each thing and to properly let one thing heal then it would blow my mind bro because that is what we're talking about the loop so the loop, as you go on this path, it gets less and less. Yeah. But that first loop is so big because you've ignored it. It's foot, True. hip, a knee, hip, uh, back, neck. It's everything. So now you have to <laughs> fix it. But now when you're on the path of, of self-awareness and self-love, you'll notice when the ankle's hurting, yeah. oh, you got to tend to the ankle. Time to recalibrate. Okay. Yeah. And then it's gone. Get back and, on. Yeah, yeah. It dis- yeah. dissipates right there and then. And it's like, because I spoke about this with Mathieu. It was hilarious. It's like, once you know, you can't unknow. So once you re- recognize that shit seat, you can't pretend there's no shit seat anymore. Yeah. So now it's like a double-edged sword. It's like now you have this internal duty that you know if you're duty. not... Duty, shit. Sorry. I thought of it too. I wish I was that clever. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> well, that was a, from a movie or something. You said duty and it just cracked. <laughs> I don't remember which movie it was. I'm 12 years old. Sorry. Yeah, it's coming Go back. on, I ruined your turn of thought. <laughs> yeah, but no, but it's... Yeah. Uh, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah yeah no no it's seat. great yeah because now you are aware of that seat so mm-hmm. you're aware if you're off the pattern and then the faster your awareness comes in the closer you that just, loop gets you just mm-hmm. blew my mind with <laughs> i your, love it. your mind blow just really blew good. my mind yeah mine's also blown <laughs> okay but if, hold on i gotta formulate this fucker get it getting back because the 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 years of of negative experience that you talked about just now like that becomes like an accumulation and that tangled mess where that just started with a sock like you said and now the sock is obvious only because of the bigger obvious mess Mm -hmm. and that those years of suffering are also years of experience that are necessary for you to 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 see it as a a small thing that's the fun yeah. that, that you're closing your loop and moving Whoa. on. And yeah. sometimes... So that's a perfect system. Yeah. 
I can, I, wow. Like it picture someone be. who's suffering. Or, it can be a perfect system if the awareness is attained and grown. Yeah. If well, not, fuck, you can go for years. Someone could die yeah. before. Or, well, we or had to guess. Yeah, be out of luck. He, he uh, was addicted to heroin for 20 years. Mm. And he, which blew my mind. I never thought of it, but he was thankful for heroin because mm. it showed him 20 years of hell, like he said it on our podcast. And now he's attained 20 years of that knowledge and wisdom of being mm. in hell. You know? Yeah, and you know what? Su- suffering has its own weight to it in the way that it does have an experience. You know, it's like, um, I don't think, to look at everything bad that's ever happened as purely like it's an accident, it shouldn't have happened. Like, you know, when they always ask people like, oh, would you, if you could take it back, would you? And it's like, the best answer really is no, because you learn something from it. You know, and as long as you don't do it again, or even if you do it again, as long as you're slowly getting on the right track, you know, so, and that weight, I feel like, you know, even bad things that have happened to me, I feel like it humanizes me and helps me relate to other people. You know, when I meet someone who suffered, I can relate to this, you know, whereas when someone's just all put together, like nothing ever bad happened to me, I can't relate to that person. (laughs) Like, I'm like, oh, okay. Like I can relate to that person in, in a way I'll still relate to their successes and happiness and I'll relate partially, but I won't truly relate to someone unless they've had some of that suffering you know maybe you won't trust them or trust their like the soundness of their their vibe because yeah. they haven't gone deep like they haven't crumbled to the foundation and mm. built it back solid yeah, your you know? ego hasn't been pounded you know like it maybe needs, not maybe you they're need just to, a, yeah. you need to break your ego you know pound your ego yeah like Pounded, i mean and bro. if none yeah. of the bad things have yeah. happened like i feel like my ego would just be too big i yeah. don't think it'd be contained i needed ego breakers along the way then something you, to remind me that i'm not then you the, get some fucking genghis guns yeah that's it but oh that's, yeah genghis khan he was, suffering is the greatest teacher and for sure it's something we all have as a teacher we're gonna go through very immense suffering throughout our entire life all of us have and will continue to mm-hmm. the death of friends the death of family members these are deep layers of suffering and we're mm-hmm. all gonna experience it but with the lens of looking at it as a teacher that's the he- that's like that loop is already going to close way faster because now you're looking for the lesson involved in these things. And the intent is to learn from it instead mm. of push it away and to suppress it, avoid it. Yeah. I have yeah. a question though. Cause like, okay. So like the, you know, your, the, the, the hypothetical question was like, if you could take it back, mm-hmm. if you could delete that part of your history, would you, this is from the perspective of some kind of like God who can all like edit <laughs> your, yeah, your, yeah. Your, your movie life you know <laughs> so it's like from that from that same perspective uh if you're like incarnating as a human that would of course you wouldn't want to take that away you like you're you're like this is the fun part this is the contrast yeah. i'm going to be better on the way out kind of thing but now as us still being us and not that thing is there a point when we give up that modality or do we have to Kind of, or do we just learn to take suffering with a smile and thus it's not it's transformed we are still suffering we are, we are still experiencing the pains and pleasures of humanity but uh you know we don't take it on in in that deeper in that second arrow kind of way where we where we have the guilt and the shame and all that extra shit that we don't need mm-hmm. or is there like a i can, i don't know i guess i answered my own question we are we are always going to be suffering just in the in the fun duality of of earthly existence yeah, but yeah. the the mortal coil doesn't take any of that shit personally like that's just something that we choose to do i guess and and then i guess we can let that go and yeah. then suffering is not so sufferable or or is more sufferable i guess and that's it the suffering is the lasting effect of a moment you know like we choose to suffer you know, it's like you it can suffer temporarily. There's yeah, a natural right. amount of time that happens, 
But then when it's, it's <laughs> like holding onto the rock, it's like yeah. some it's such people a grounded just, answer. <laughs> yeah. Just let it pass. Just idiot. let go of the rocks. Yeah. Like some people literally go through lives. I've met people of all ages. Like I've worked customer service. I was a flight attendant. I've met people oh, of cool. all ages. Like sometimes they're like sixty years old and they're dicks. Like you yes. can tell they've got seven rocks Calcified. in their pocket. Yeah. They're holding on to their their this this. And you can tell they're just in a state of hate. And that yeah. suffering is self-inflicted. Mm. Usually it happens when you're mad at yourself for something and you're actually punishing yourself. Suffering, you're like, I deserve this. Same thing when you're, if you're not worthy of love, then what are you worthy of? Mm -hmm. You're worthy of the opposite. So you're worthy of hate. Who's going to give it? Well, I'm going to give it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to be there. And then it's going to come out of you and that's all you're going to get back. It's mm -hmm. going to be hitting hate from everyone, but it's just because you're waking up that... Because we all have that duality in us, so we're mm -hmm. you're if, vibrating that. Yeah, you're, so you're vibrating the hate vibration, and it's shaking up everyone, rattling everyone. And then you'll hear people be like, well, "How come I always get it? Trouble always seems to find yeah. me." You know, like that's a common phrase I used to hear, <laughs> and that's I used to find trouble. That's the best yeah. part. When I was young, I was always getting into confront confrontations and conflicts yeah. with strangers, and now I there's I don't even know a time when I had a conflict with anyone. Yeah, you know the truth is you're probably getting the 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 you know the whole the full menu of life like on a daily or at least a yearly basis, but you you literally aren't like vibing with it, so you ignore it, and or the, the yeah. seeds that come up that give you those opportunities die faster than than ever mm -hmm. because you're you're in another you know garden or so or whatever the metaphor lens on different like mm -hmm. you're just wearing the like a loving vibrational lens and that's what you're in, in tune with you know yeah and it's like if let's say if i'm wearing like a, a habs jersey i'm gonna be able to relate with habs fans and maybe maybe someone who's a bruins fan won't relate to me or won't even talk to me yeah. same thing if you're wearing the jersey of love and you're of like positivity and you're you're gonna vibe with people like that and people that are full hate they're gonna walk away from you they're like i can't handle the, mm. the this is making me insecure um, so like these people that are angry, let's say on a plane, they're just dicks. And it's, I love it because I fighting hate with hate never, never, ne never works. works. It's, it's exhausting, you know? So yeah. I always try to flip it around and I, I try to give them positivity and they're always so shook up. They're confused because they're not, that's not the language they speak. Yeah. They're like, I just told you to fuck off essentially. It's judo How are you? Yeah. It's, it's that psychological verbal judo. So you just go, sir, I understand you're having a tough day. And you just kind of like talk to him in a different way that shows compassion yeah. and, and you're smiling with it. You're, you're showing it doesn't affect you. Yeah. And he's, he's used to giving out hate and getting hate because he deserves that hate. And you cut, feels like and you're cutting off that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then that's your spiritual finger tickling the compassionate side of him. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you're, maybe he's not even aware of it, but there's something changing. Yeah, inside. for sure. And I've seen it happen where you, it's, it's this big anger giant and you go in with this little, this little friendly tickle and, and <laughs> oftentimes they'll end up laughing with you though. They'll, they'll, they've apologized a lot of times. They'll be like, wow. uh, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about the way I acted. I'm like, it's all right. I, everyone, yeah. no one likes traveling, you know? And that's it's like, when you've been in customer service for a while. Yeah, it's like, those skill. are the, those are the ears, man, that you collect. Uh -huh. Like, I don't know if you guys used to play Diablo, like Diablo oh, yeah. too. Like when you kill somebody, yeah, you get their level ear. 99 ears. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> back in the day. But like, it's, it's, it's like, I'm going to make you apologize. <laughs> I'm going to love you so hard. You're going to be like, you're like, you're going to be like, yes. It is just your job to help me. I don't know why I did that. I'm yeah. sorry. It's okay, man. You're not a dick. You just had a moment. <laughs> we all have exactly. a moment. Yeah. This yeah. moment doesn't represent you. It's all right. Like I, I looked at you a certain way before, and I still look like I don't see you as a Judge bad person. So yeah. that's it. And and when yeah. they see that someone else looks at them as not a piece of shit, that's mm -hmm. what also shakes them. They're like, 
oh, okay, I'm not a, you don't see me as a dick, even though I was just a dick to yeah. you. You know what? Maybe I don't have to be locked into this way of thinking. Yeah. You introduced you know? yeah. like a permission to act differently. Exactly. I didn't see, I and, thought of that concept, but not in that instance. And in sometimes we were talking about extremes. Sometimes actually they'll end up being the friendliest people by the end of the flight. Like by the end of the flight, they're actually like joking around with me. And I'm like, how did, how is this the same person? Yeah. But that's it. They were just vibrating a certain way. And then that's I just like feeling. had them a moment. They got off the shit chair, realized that, that why would I yeah. be in this chair on purpose? And well, then a lot of times you're shit chair. <laughs> shit chair. Okay, hold on. We need to start a band <laughs> called uh, the Spirit Finger Tickle. And there's going to be two songs, Shit Chair and uh, uh, Wear Your Love Jersey. <laughs> that, that one hit me before. I'm going to put one. your love jerseys on. <laughs> <laughs> Some hippie shit if I've ever seen it. <laughs> The Love Jerseys. Oh, that's a good band name, too. Love Jersey. The Love Jersey? Yeah. You have to come from New Jersey, though. We're, we're out of it. Okay, or Hate Jersey is a death metal band. Is it actually? No. It yeah. should be. It should be. <laughs> they hate Jerseys. They hate Jerseys. <laughs> um, yeah, but most of the time you're communicating with someone's shell. You mm. know, and that, that, like, that's just the shell. Your mask is talking to their mask. Yeah, yeah you and blew my mind you, the other day with that. Yeah. And then when you can penetrate it, you see that person for who they really are, and they're really... S- just genuine it's just we're all at the core we're all that child you know yeah we're all born as a baby and we we have the pure innocence all of us and just that's the life accumulations of just whatever just created this monster you want to call it but it's just a shell man Mm -hmm. and if you can kind of find your way to who they really are you're gonna find beauty yeah, you but know? sometimes they have thicker shells. Sometimes it's, shell. it's it's so long they've had that shell that it's nearly impenetrable. And sometimes you yeah. try to get to that shell and it's just not worth it. Sometimes you're like, yo, this is going to take me years of excavation to even get there. <laughs> I I'm don't out, see it as you know? deep, but I see it as complex. Mm-hmm. Like you, even even the even the the love like uh, key that you have will lead will will be like, oh, I'm ready for that, and it and it they aikido you into more hate kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, I don't know if it's. it's a, yeah, well, it's complex and it's intertwined and it's so hard to actually break through. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I've, I've been on the other side where sometimes someone will get to me. They'll say things and then they'll get to me. And it's also important not to get caught up in that spiral either. You kind of detach. You go, whoa, whoa, whoa. What am I feeling? I'm feeling hate. Yo, break away from this. All right. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm sorry. Maybe I was a bit too aggressive there. Let me restart. And then you r- refresh. And that's, the, yeah. that, that's that skill that that's is learned hard. from being caught, you know, from being caught in that negativity, yeah. which I've been good at. I've learned to disassociate from that and to go understand why it's there, detach, reattach back to the love jersey. You could put that love jersey on. How did you do that? How did you get good at that? That was so smooth, dude. (laughs) How did you get good at that? Um, I think my childhood. Like, I think my my dad can be very positive, but it was also a bunch of negativity and it kind of like brought the whole family into a negative state and I was the eldest, uh, the elder. uh, And I was good at, I was always the mediator. So I was always the one that had to try to understand my dad, explain it to the kids, understand the kids, explain it to the dad. So by being able to do that, I've been able to like, Oh, they were like a lot younger than you. No, we're, my brother's two years younger. My sisters are four years younger. So we're all kind of close, but it was enough that I was able to try to understand it. And I've been able to kind of try to like take hateful energy and anger and just like usually it's not aimed properly and then try to understand it and explain it to someone look the reason why they felt that way was was just it's how they they went about telling you that they they lack the ability so like don't get mad too much at his you know you can get mad at his reaction but like let's just try to like cut through the shit and just try to make everyone happy so i think the shame out yeah take the shame out don't get because once you're shameful and anger all these things they just you want to double down 
on the, on yeah, the anger. Yeah. Keep going. Like, oh, like yeah, there's you want to play this more, game? Yeah, you know those scenarios where, like, you call somebody out on it, and then they realize that they're, like, like in, yeah. in this scene, let's say, in the movie of their life, they realize they're the villain. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, fuck you! You know, like, they, it's like they get, it gets worse. Yeah. And it's like a, it's like, oh, shit, like... I feel bad when I do that because then I'm like, I'm like, I just, I just labeled you. Like I didn't mean to, but like, you know, it was unsaid. Did, yeah. this, do you guys know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Where right. you like, you call somebody out and then they feel called out and it makes things and worse instead of better. Ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. This more reactive. Like state. you just, instead of dodging it and it kind might of be the wrong taking way the shame out. Sometimes. Cause if you call someone directly and they're in that state of reaction, it can, it just can be a fire. Yeah, I think if you got to be more surgical. It's about how you do it as well. Because I think when you call someone on you, let's, let's say label someone as a villain in a moment, nobody generally thinks of themselves as the villain. They're always the hero of their own story. So when they're being a dick to you, they're putting you in your place. I don't That's know. true. Sometimes not all the same. I think I think a lot of people don't grow out of that. They 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 like resign to being. That's evil. true. Like on the dick, I say it how it is. And then they, no, but then they rationalize like humans are evil. Like I hear that all the time. Yeah. And it's like no, dude. There's yeah, no proof of that. <laughs> you're 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 misinformed. Anyway, no, I didn't mean to like cut your. No, but I was I was just generally at a ninety yeah, degree. Yeah. Again. <laughs> like because it's a square. It's a square yeah. for you. I'm starting <laughs> to believe. I'm starting to believe. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 connecting the dots. <laughs> but how you approach it. So if you were to say, if I were to call someone out, and calling people out, I feel is important to a certain degree. But it's about how you call people out, you know. And often I see that where someone will call someone out. And then they both get even more riled up. And it's like, hey, hold up. The reason of the call out was just, you kind of call them out like too aggressively. Like call someone out, but you can label someone like a villain in a moment, but don't call him a villain forever. Don't be like, yeah, you're- Don't essentialize. You know, yeah, exactly. It's always you, about oh, your whole life's probably like this, you know, and you summarize them up and then now you're never going to be on the same page. I, yeah, but I, it, sometimes it's just, you just have to walk away. Sometimes like the, like because you, it's like a finger trap. It's like the more you pull, mm-hmm. like you can come in, you can come in like what might seem like to them as over the top love. You'll come in and go, look, man, I have no shame here. I like, I'm just trying to tell you like this might, you might need to, you might want to rethink this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not saying like you, you, you could, the almost the more careful you are, they're more like, why are you, why are you treating me with these kid gloves? Like, it's like, oh, you think I'm the bad guy here? Fuck you, bro. And like, there's no way to win. Like I said, like the, it's not about depth. It's about complexity. It's yeah. like, uh, it's like this, um, I, you know, like, the, like we said, like this kind of Aikido. For sure. Like they just find a way to turn it into bullshit again. Yeah. So that the, cause it's like, I mean, I say they, like I do it too. It's like you, 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 someone's someone's like, hey, don't you smell that shit? You know, you're shitting, you're sitting in this shit, you're shitting in this sit chair, <laughs> in the shit chair. That's a tongue twister. Yeah. Well, I guess they I mean, both, how does they the both shit work. Get there, you know, you're sitting in a chair. They and both work. You're yeah. Sitting in the shit chair. All of a sudden, you're <laughs> shitting in the shit chair. Yeah. yeah. Let's just let's just call it what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But like you're, and then you're like, uh, you're like, like somewhere in your ego, you're like, well, you got a shit chair too, or like, I like the shit, or like you just you find you try to justify it because you're just in, you're you're vulnerable mm. now. You know, like I, I, that's I was gonna point out before, like you, you know, you, you've done customer service for. I assume a chunk of time because of the way you're talking about it. A lot of people uh, are taught that sometimes the most important thing to resolving the issue, I I would argue maybe every time is is at the beginning to just acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, is just to be like, okay, yeah, me. I would feel this way too. Like, oh, that sucks. I'm really sorry about that. Actually, sorry kind of triggers people too these days. But it's (laughs) almost like you you give a little fucking Rubik's cube. You know, a little, you give a little fucking party bag to like the ego 
mm-hmm. to be like, yeah, I'm mad. It's like, yeah, you're mad. It's like, you're a ra- you're allowed to be mad. Go it's be mad true. in the corner, and yeah. then and then you have a real conversation, and the masks go go over there, and and they're they're they've been acknowledged. Yeah, and it's this weird little dance. Well, that empathy, that empathy essentially makes it so that they feel like their pain is understood and is not unheard. And people get angry when they're unheard. You know, it's like a kid. You know, you, you get riled up because you don't think that anybody else understands. So the moment someone else understands, then we can begin solving. Whereas, you know, if you have that anger, you can't help someone that's, it's like helping someone who's drowning and who's panicking, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, you got to like, if you if you go and help someone like that, you'll drown. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people spend their whole lives in a bad relationship because they're help, trying to help someone get out of it. But mm-hmm. the, the, the first thing they got to do is the person needs to like take care of themselves. They got to relax and then now you can be saved. Now you can get out of that state of mind, you know, that, that place of anger you're in, you'll be able to get out of it once um, someone, I mean, you don't really need someone else to empathize. You're supposed to empathize with yourself, but it, obviously if you're someone who's angry at full anger on a plane, sometimes it's like you're clearly not empathizing with yeah. yourself. You're not able to self-soothe you know, so when that happens, if someone else comes in and, and starts to self-soothe, then you can get on the right track. You can start unspiraling back up, yeah. you know, and it's yeah. like catharsis. Yeah. Like you just it's like uh, like we talked about yesterday, like instead of storing the trauma, it's almost like they're aware of it at, at, on some level. Like, no, no, this needs to be acknowledged mm-hmm. or I'm not going to feel OK. Yeah. And, and then you're trained to be like, OK, let's acknowledge this. And then let's let's just have a moment. Let's let's let the air out. Let's let the air out. Let's let the air out. It's almost like yeah. a yoga teacher. Let's. How are you feeling right now? And you feel so like seen mm-hmm. and acknowledged, literally, like we said. And then, and it's like, it helps appease it because if it yeah. doesn't get appeased from the beginning, if there's not the the cycle right now is like anger, 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 hate, hate, hate. And then once you introduce a little bit of love, if you can't give it to yourself, then that's it. Sometimes sometimes you need someone else, a therapist or a friend mm-hmm. to start that love path. And once that starts, then you can start to self-soothe and you feel good and then you can get along the right track. But if you're just anger, it's just hard to get out of it. You know, yeah. you're reactionary. You're just in it. Just yeah. squeezing. You know, I look at it like flexing a muscle. It's just, it's just intention. It's just there, yeah. You know? but it reminds me of uh, uh, this uh, hypnosis concept uh, called, uh, well, uh, people understand rapport mostly uh, and, and building rapport. But there's a there's a there's like a sub concept called pacing and leading, and it's the idea that you f- you match the person's pace mm. so, and you kind of like dock, and then you and then you lead them. So like you have to find that connection first mm-hmm. and then bring them. And yeah, I, interesting. It, again, in relation to like a yoga class, it's like you don't tell someone to like exercise and eat better and na na na. You essentially just kind of bring them to a place, hopefully in your practice that shines through your teaching. And then they get into a connection to, with their body. And then like you, like you would with the, with the rapé or, or with a bre- breath work or something, you're just going to be like, Oh man, like you get like a little mini download and you're like, I got to stop eating this. I got to, I, yeah. I got to, f- I got to start fucking taking the stairs to it's, work. Like, it's like meeting them to where they're at. Yeah, yeah and it, it it comes from them at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it feels like it does anyway, which is important maybe because you bypass the ego by by not bypassing it. Well, that's why I'll bring back psychedelics. That's why ayahuasca was such a surprise to me because it, it kind of this intelligence met you where you were at. Mm-hmm. At least for me, it was every kind of, time. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like the school. Like you always sometimes talk it, about yeah, it. sometimes I go mushrooms and it's just like like overwhelming, overwhelming. No, that's, yeah, that's like a laser. You guys remember that movie? Uh, What's that really bad movie? Uh, Battlefield Earth. Oh, I, I don't I think I saw it. it. But he, there's a, there's long story short. There's like a laser beam that like educates you. 
So it's like they like they think humans are stupid and they're like, let's see if it can learn. And they just like, Bleh! and the guy's like, ah! And then he's like, I understand trigonometry and I can speak your language now. And and that's shrooms. Whereas ayahuasca is yeah, well, like, like, grade one? Oh, you failed? Okay, we're going to stay in grade one. Okay, grade two? Yeah. Okay, grade three? Okay, you get, oh, okay, well, let's go to grade five. Let's see, you skip but then, a level. like one of those grades, like whether it's grade five or grade seven, it's just like, okay, let's throw you into grade 10 for a day and see how you do. Yeah. <laughs> so we worked on the grades prior. We were giving you the hugs, but now we're going to throw you in the fire. <laughs> yeah. This is such a weird thing to relate it to, but uh, that fucking game that I play at Rocket League, that I, like the only game that I yeah. love and I play, like when you're ranking, when the seasons are, are starting and your rank is blank, uh, they'll kind of match you on what you were before. But like, if you win like two or three games in a row, they're like, "Oh, this fucking guy!" And then they just put you in like a rank like this, and then you then you lose, and, they, and the the algorithm goes, "Oh, okay, you know, you're not, not that there, rank." Yeah. <laughs> like we're somewhere, we're finding, we're it's like twenty questions. It's yeah. like, is it bigger than a dog? Okay, is it bigger <laughs> than a house? No. Okay, we're we're good. It's somewhere in between a dog yeah. and a house. Yeah, it's so, fucking funny. And that's what the flow state is, right? It's about it's about that state of mind where yeah. if it's too you're easy, right. you get bored, you stop. If it's too hard. You get turned off because you're like, I'm not, I'm nowhere near good enough. Uh, I'm not good enough. You stop. If you get into that zone where it's like challenging enough, then you can, but also not too overwhelming, then you can get into a space where you're having fun, you're creative, and you're just getting the most out of every moment. And that's that's so so cool. That's that's a good teacher observation. When a teacher is able to get their people, (laughs) their class into a flow state. Like that's when you have the perfect teacher. And that's why like, yeah. Now, like I said, we have all these resources of information. It's like you can literally listen to a talk like a TED talk or like a podcast and get into the flow state just listening to it because it's so stimulating and it's just like that's the way to grow mm-hmm. man is when you can tap into flow state and just understand you're not turned off from resistance uh, difficulty and it's just it's not too easy to understand like you know what I mean it's just mm-hmm. you kind of just like allow you know and it, that's the same thing as someone is super reactive if you can kind of in a weird way get them in that flow state where it's like you kind yeah. of you kind of react with them a little bit but it's coming from love and it just like diffuses their reactionary response. And it's funny in movies that, that it's, that's often a slap. You know, when someone's <laughs> like, oh, no, I got it. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah. hey, you brought that shit epiphany. on your sale. <laughs> oh, she farted right yeah. when you said that. Oh, that yeah. was a slap, a fucking dog fart slap. Way to go, Lily. Jama. Damn. Yeah. Now, that was actually me, but I'm very happy she's here. <laughs> but uh, well put. Was uh, you were saying about like a like a having like a teacher that's able to connect with you, and I think it's kind of like jujitsu as well. So that's with jujitsu, you got to use the other person, kind of like judo. You have to use the other person's energy oh, just to your me. advantage. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> flow state, guys. Stay Woo, in the flow get state. in there. It's this is this is tough. But it's also interesting. It's her. It's her. So it's stronger than me. My eyes. <laughs> They're bleeding. The goggles do nothing. Yeah. You guys are shaming Lily. She's I saw that video though. last night. What are the odds? Yeah. Really? Yeah, last night. The, the I don't Simpsons know how. It? Yeah. The, the, uh. <laughs> he's in he's in like acid and he's got goggles and he's flowing away and burning acid. He's like, the goggles do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's like a Schwarzenegger analog. Yeah, I never oh, think of sure. that. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Please see that. continue. Jiu-jitsu. <laughs> oh. Yeah, what I was saying is a good teacher. Slingering. knows where you are can gauge you properly yeah don't say no's <laughs> <laughs> and once he gauges you properly then the they can bring in to 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 help guide you into the right direction That's right it. whereas like let's say something like wrestling is like you're here but now you're going to be here mm. and some people need that kind of way of teaching like coaches like i've had coaches that are like you motherfucking maggot you're gonna do this you're mm. a piece of shit and some people are very good at being like you're right you're right let me go do this and prove you wrong yeah um I'm, I've always been better with someone who can gauge my vibration, understand me a bit. And I want 
it makes me want to do good for them yeah. and, and make me good for myself. So a good teacher is someone who will be able to read a room, read individuals and understand them and connect with them and then steer them in the right direction instead of forcing them right away into a state of mind. Because yeah. forcing just takes so much more energy. It takes more energy out of the teacher, out of the students, and it often doesn't get you to the right place. Mm. I th this is something I think about a lot because uh, we've talked about it for sure. It's, 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 uh, you, you unpacked it really well, but it's like, uh, it's like the idea that the, a good teacher is a student of their students. You know, mm. that they're, they're, they're actually learning from yeah, you yeah. how to teach them. Mm. And sometimes the best way, uh, there's a point that is reached where you just need to tell them like, no, you can do this yourself. I'm not going to help you yeah. sink or swim because I know you can swim, not because I'm trying to fucking drown your ass. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's a period eventually and sometimes it's hopefully there isn't like a teacher that just has that style, you know, that's like a fucking drill sergeant. But, you know, sometimes you, you're going to get you're going to get what you what you're looking for. Like the medium is the message. You know, if you're going into the army or something like if you go to like a martial arts school at some point, they're going to be like, dude, I showed you this. You just got to get choked out to learn, maybe, mm -hmm. you know. But I, I don't know, like there, there's there's a balance. But like I, I, I'm thinking of my when I went to uh, the gym with my brother. I've never been like crazy hardcore workout and my brother like he he got like janked you know and he's like we're going to the gym and he just did he just like I was like a, a asleep I just did what he told me mm -hmm. and eventually he notices that and he starts telling me like hey you should know what we're doing next we've been mm -hmm. doing this for like 3 months and and he knows also what I'm capable of He's keeping track and like mentally mm -hmm. better than I was of the the weights or the numbers of pull-ups or something. So I'm like getting tired and I'm I'm doing I'm like on I'm on like a I don't know my sixth pull-up and he knows I can do eight now. And he just he just no hesitation and no hate in his voice at all. Pure love. He just goes up. <laughs> just one fucking word. But it's like the fire under my ass. Like up, bro. Up. Yeah. Look up, pull up, shut up. <laughs> up. <laughs> I think it's when you get to a specific level, or not even a specific level, but when you get past that beginning stage where now you're in it, it's just that's when you can start putting a little bit more of the tough love into yeah. the practice, you know? But sometimes tough love from the beginning is not the best teaching method, you know? Yeah. Well, as long it's as it's tough love and not tough hate. Cause that's it. I, I could never if, uh, have a drill sergeant do that. But if someone was like, I Eric, I know you can do this, so do it. You know, that's a different, mm. you know, it's it, it, the I, intense there. Have you guys ever seen uh, Avatar Last Airbender? Yeah. You remember uh, when Toph is no. teaching? Okay, no, you haven't. I thought you meant Avatar. No, 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 not the, not the <laughs> James Cameron. So, okay, I'll, I'll just skip the cartoons because it's like a thing I use to relate to a lot of life, I guess. But um, I think, tell me if this resonates with you guys because this, really, this is like a new thought for me. I think the difference is when you get a psychological block, if someone pushes you over the edge, you're always going to fall back to that unless they're there to help you. So if a good teacher notices that you can totally do this, but you have a limiting belief, they're going to step back or they yeah. should step back. And it could be different for all of us mm -hmm. where that point is. You might think you can't, you know, A, B, C, or D, mm -hmm. you know, and like for some reason you think you can D, but you can't A. Like, mm -hmm. and it's like, no, you can, you can totally A, <laughs> you know, whatever the example is. But it's like you think you can't, so I need you to, to figure out that you can. Because mm. if I do it for you, I will always have to do it for you. And that's, I'm teaching you to fish. Yeah. I'm not giving you a fish. Yeah, and it's the same as the matchmaking for uh, Rocket League. Essentially, it's that flow state. So it's the teacher is there to keep you in that flow state. is yeah. to not break you, to bend you. 
to within your abilities, so they wow. gauge where your abilities are. Yeah. Do you teach they, anything? I uh, should. Yeah, no, that's really that's very insightful. <laughs> it's they, they they gauge where that limit is, where it's too easy. Okay, it's too easy. We gotta we gotta crank it up a bit. Mm. But then when they see they're struggling, they're like, okay, it struggles good. But then they see they're starting to crack a bit, and they're like, hey, stop, because once you crack. You'll be off this for a month. You're gonna yeah. look back at this you, workout. You build you're gonna an say, screw sure. this workout. No, no, I was really, you know. So you're not gonna enjoy it, and you need to keep that enjoyment there. Keep that flow state. So the teacher is there to guide you in that flow state and to keep yeah. propelling you to your goals. But is yeah. it important? Is it also useful to have that moment, that one month off, of just like you crack? Just a button. Yeah. Wait, wait, imagine wait. as the as the teacher crack, giving them that crack, and then seeing them still come because back. Because there is external True. variables. How satisfying that must be. <laughs> you also, life, or whatever you're doing, there is moments where it's out of your control, and how do you deal with that adversity? You know, it's like a, it's like a, you can have an amazing teacher all your life, but when you, I'll use kickboxing as an example, like you, you're learning great skills, everything, and then you just get like knocked out. Mm-hmm. That's obviously a, an extreme example, but then you have to kind of rebuild yourself back up in your mm-hmm. mind. Like, oh, fuck, I got knocked out. It's like a tough... Uh, Reality check. Yeah, and but the problem with that is sometimes people will just be done, but then other people will just use that as like an accelerator to just correct yeah. what like a blind, blind spot they didn't have. So I don't well, know. I mean, a lot of my great... A lot of the times where I've turned my life around, so to speak, happens after a big knockout, you yeah. know? And sometimes even leading up to the knockout, I can tell it's coming. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is not sustainable. Like the way I'm living right now, the way I'm thinking, the way I'm feeling isn't sustainable. But I I, I, I sometimes I feel like I can't get out of it unless I get that knockout. So unless I crack and yeah. then something will happen and I'll, it'll it'll be something like, you know, something big and something happens. And then at that moment, I'm like, all right, this is it. Mm-hmm. That was it. This is as low. You know, you got to reach that new low and you're like, all right, this is it. And But then I ask myself once I'm out of it, I'm like, why did I wait for that? I felt it. So now I'm like, instead of it, when I'm feeling it, you know, kind of like if you're driving a car and you're feeling the wheels a bit shaking, let me go get it checked out. Why do I wait for the whole, why do I wait for the car to break down for me to go to a mechanic? Maybe, maybe you don't want to believe that the wheels are going to fall off metaphorically. True. I feel like, like the kickboxing example, it's like, it's like there's two sweet spots. There's two flows that are contending with each other. There's the there's the skill of kickboxing mm-hmm. that needs to be in that challenging but not overwhelming uh, zone, but and this could be in a completely different place and time. They might not necessarily line up, but there's your ego as well, mm-hmm. and and sometimes you just don't. It's a, you're in a period maybe where you're really hitting that flow with the skill and you want to keep going, but your ego does doesn't want to notice that the wheels are going to fall off. Something's wrong with your knee, or you're mm-hmm. about to get knocked out, like you said. Because the ego believes it can't be knocked out. The ego thinks it's the best. I, yeah. I probably, even though I know the low is coming, I'm kind of like, I can, I can keep doing this. You don't want to believe it. I don't. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. like, no, no, this is, this is, so it's like a, a, a lie that you tell yourself until something just smacks you like in a movie Reality. and you're like, you Reality did this to yourself <laughs> and you're like, you're right. <laughs> you're right. I, I don't want to interrupt us, but uh, it's 2.50. Oh, it's 2.50? Yeah. Okay. We have uh, something at three. It's at three? Yeah. Okay. We'll keep, we have time. All right. All right. I just didn't two fifteen or two fifty. Two fifty. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I thought he was coming at two thirty. No, I told him three in the end. Okay, go on. we got we got time then. We're we got a couple minutes. Okay, great, because yeah. I really got a piece. So this is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I've been holding it in. <laughs> perfect timing, actually. Awesome. You're I mean, hiding I, it well. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I would love to keep talking longer. <laughs> we we could we could have went even like three hours. This was a 
I don't know when we started. I have yeah, yeah, no, I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> it was great. I mean, hey, I'd love to do it again. If Let's ever. do a part two then. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure, dude. That this was is, really nice. This is a great convo. I mean, it was a little nervous at first, but it was just everything flowed. Uh, yeah, got to some uh, good. Uh, yeah, yeah. What My mind we, got blown. What was the message we were just finishing right before that, though? It was just about uh, the the line up, the ego not wanting to admit when the bad mm. is coming, and I, then you have to reel it in, which you I don't want to. You want to. Let me add that <laughs> in, though. I think <laughs> get back good, over here. Yeah, I think as good as a teacher you can get, and whatever in life, that is the ultimate teacher. In the end is the ego mm-hmm. coming back in, and then something going wrong and getting checked. Like that's the real teacher. Yeah, you learn all these skills. You can have the best mm-hmm. teacher for whatever subject you're doing or whatever art you're doing, and then life hits you, and that's when all theory goes to practice. Yeah, you know? everyone's got a plan until they get hit in the mouth. Yes, uh, that's Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, you even kind of said it like him. <laughs> I was <laughs> trying. <laughs> you know what's crazy though is ego is like a commodity or like a uh, like an element of life, mm-hmm. so it can happen anywhere at any time. Yeah, and I think the dangerous part is that you need it. You kind of need your ego as well, you know? Like, So I've gotten to a point where my ego is too big, and then I've gotten to a place where it's too small. But it needs to be there because it, 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 you need that confidence as well. You need to like give yourself the, the respect you deserve as well. But you just can't get inflated to the point where it controls you you gotta you gotta it's kind of like a like an an animal dog a dog that you gotta feed once in a while you know if you just say no food Mm. it's gonna get so hungry at a point that it's gonna just become rabid and you'll lose control if you feed it too much it's gonna be too strong and it's gonna take over you you gotta like feed it once in a while keep it in check oh no no sit Mm. you know you gotta you gotta be the master of your of your ego and learn how to control it or else it'll control you you control it through all sorts of practices whether it's exercise whether it's meditation psychedelics uh conversations all these things man just constantly just asking yourself what like checking in with yourself is so valuable you know i started when i walk with lily sometimes i'll just have like this internal dialogue with myself and seeing how i'm doing and where like Mm. what am i getting tripped up on Mm-hmm. It's so good that it's in a routine. Of, I just wanted to add yeah, that. Like it's, it's a, it becomes. It's, you have a little window of like, oh, I'm gonna do it when I do, when I walk. Exactly. The dog. Yeah. Now I leave the phone in the house and I just go with her and I just start going through my life and yeah. just seeing, like, is this honest? Is this what I'm feeling? Is or is this like ego driven or is this compassionate? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's. Uh, it's like an oil check. It's a little ego check. You yeah. know, just a little sign. Uh, just, okay, let me just. I always say and dipstick, and people and the look more at me you funny. do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's an oil check, literally. But yeah, the more yeah. you do that often, the less of a mess your room will be. Like I said with the example with the hundred articles mm-hmm. of clothing, now it's just like a few socks you're putting away because it's mm-hmm. easy to put away because you're you're constantly in that mantra. You're doing it as it goes along yes. instead of letting it become a full body issue, like yeah. we said. Yeah. And yeah. then, mm-hmm. but then you know, if it becomes a full body issue, which it probably will again for all of us, that's fine too. But just recognizing it. But it's a spiral. Yeah. We do get yeah. better at it. Yeah. You know, yeah. we don't let it get bad. Yeah. You know, like I mean, this is a silly example, but like I I haven't lived alone a lot in my life and like there's times when you let the dishes kind of pile up mm-hmm. and you don't you you the worse it gets the easier it's ignorable almost it becomes <laughs> like furniture and you don't realize <laughs> how much it's bothering you until you destroy the pile and you feel yeah and you're like that was exhausting wow. yeah. and i feel so much i feel amazing now that it's gone it's like okay i didn't realize first of all it sneaks up on you you don't realize that it's mm-hmm. fucking with you second of all that was exhausting i need to do this and a little bit third, all the time yeah. i need to maintain and this third that mm-hmm. applies to everything yeah yeah everything that's where we should end it right there it applies to everything
State Garius. Where are the cameras? <laughs> I, I, I don't know where they are. <laughs> There's a camera. There's a camera. There's a camera. Uh, <laughs> bro, that was awesome. I thank you. That was great. Well, thanks for having me. I thank appreciate you, it. Yeah, come back, please. Uh, yeah, I love this space. Awesome. You guys bro. are great. This is great convo. It always gives me energy. You know, I feel like yeah, I conquer the world now. For sure, bro. But then I have to keep my ego in check. Yes. <laughs> conquer your world. Yes. Conquer yourself. And then conquer a small country. Just test it yeah, out. Just, just a small one. <laughs> and then move up from there. Just go to Fiji, maybe. Plant a flag. <laughs>